here on Pure Evil MMA. The first female guest, well, the first guest really uh, we ever interviewed on this platform uh, when we started five years ago. Like, it, it doesn't seem like that long ago, but time has flown by and we've been waiting for this moment. Monica Franco made her walk to the cage for Invict FC. We got her on the line right now. What's going on, Monica? How's it? <laughs> it's it's going good. I mean, you're down in Hawaii. Did you get back down to Hawaii yet? Yeah, yeah. Um, we flew back in on Saturday. Actually, we left Saturday morning and then got home late mid afternoon time. So here, listen, we have so much to discuss. I mean, <laughs> now it's it's so crazy because I promised you that I would be there, but <laughs> as time went on, you know, uh, creating the website, I sent one of my staff members down there, uh, Ray from Ray's Oma Plata Soup was down there watching your fight. And listen, you came so close to landing that head kick. UFC even tweeted it out. You actually <laughs> clipped her, right? You clipped I did, it. I did. And I then, got in the back of the head, yeah. And then what, what's going through your head in that moment? Because, you know, I, I'm sure you're like, you want to make an impression, you want to make an impact. What, what was the deciding factor of like pulling the trigger there? Like, did you go into the fight, you know, trying to do something like that? Or was it just felt right? When I went, I I knew there was only 10 seconds left. So I'm the kind of fighter when I hear 10 seconds left, I try and do something to kind of leave a mark for week. I knew that was a high risk move. And I know sometimes when I throw that, I that's why I opted to use that kick in that round at that moment because you know, it's either I'm going to clip her and then the fight's going to be over or if I catch her good and, you know, maybe she'll go down or if I hit her and I fall off balance, then there's not much time to do anything. Um, so I hope that answers your question. <laughs> Is that like there's so much going on right now between, you know, you being a fighter down in Hawaii. Before we get back to your fight, I, I wanted yeah. to start off talking about this Bellator. Mm -hmm making their debut down in Hawaii, and yeah, yeah. your girl, I mean, what, what do you have to say about your Hawaiian fighters making an impact finally? And then you and Invicta, I mean, Hawaii, the real is on the rise down there. Yeah, I mean, Hawaii's kind of always been a hot pot for really extremely talented fighters. Um, I mean, a little bit of background with me as an amateur, I fought, you know, Fighters who are now in the UFC, in, in Bellator, and in 1FC. Uh, one of them being the champion of 1FC, which is Angela Lee. Hey. And then I fought, you know, Raquel Paluhi, which she used to be an Invicta. Rachel Osevich. Rachel. Who's in the UFC now. So, um, and all these girls support you, too. Uh, Lee, I, I yeah. saw tweeted about you saying, my homegirl in there doing her thing. <laughs> well, that was Andrea. Oh, Andrea. And yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a different, yeah. But I've, I've, Andrea is awesome too because I've got to train with her when she comes down to Hawaii, and to be able to put to put in work with one of UFC's top flyweights is just it's amazing, you know. So yeah, I get support from her too as well. I interviewed but, her years yeah. ago as well, and she she's mm -hmm. such a sweetheart. Is, is that is. is that how it is with a lot of your opponents? Like you, you're really friends. Like you know, it's such a small circle. Excuse me. I mean, I feel like um, I feel like it's a pretty. What is the word I'm looking for here? Um, I feel like 
it can be a pretty tight knit community. I mean, obviously, I'm not friends with everybody, but you you click and you mess with who you click and you mess with, you know. But other than that, I still feel like there's, you know, that sense of respect, whether you're like, you know, acquaintances or really friends. Like, I still think there's a sense of respect that, you know, is shared between the fighters because of what, you know, we can understand what we're going through because we all experience it. So, yeah. And does it kind of put things into perspective? Like, you know, kind of like me and your relationship when we did our first interview talking about what the future may hold. And here you are with opponents that you faced in the past, you know, stepping into the octagon. And now you going to Invicta. I mean, what's changed between last month and now that you have a victory, the contract signed? I mean, are you more motivated? What, what's changing in your life right now mentally? Uh, what's changing? I mean, uh, I mean, if we're going to like... Okay, so nothing's changed. If anything, it just could. I prior to this fight, I you know I got injured. I was telling TJ in my media day at Invicta. TJ DeSantis, you know, I had gotten yeah. Injured, and I also was dealing with a lot of um, substance of substance abuse problems. That was problems before any of this had, you know, any of these past. It's kind of like the culmination of the things that I was dealing with for such a long time. So I had to take care of my inner self during the, you know, during this time, dealing with the injury, I had to take care of, um, I had to get to the root of the problems with my addictions and and learn how to cope with these things better. Um, after that had slowly transitioned and I started to get a better grip on myself and my life. I started to put in the work, you know, literally maybe for like about a year and a half before I even got the call to Invicta, you know. So when my manager, Jason Adams, um, had asked me about it, I was already like training as if I was going to have a fight. I mean, you can ask any of my teammates or the people who see me at the gym, they'd always ask like, we have a fight coming up. I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, because you look like you're training for one. I'm just like, no, I'm just kind of always training for one, <laughs> you know, just in case. So when he gave me the the nod that we'd be going to Invicta, it was just kind of taking things up a little bit more and um, also fine tuning certain things and working on different strategies. Um, and then since the fight, nothing's changed. In fact, in fact, what has if anything changes i'm gonna up some things that i feel i need to like up as far as like um my beach conditioning and training goes and then i'm also gonna implement other things into my training things that from watching my fight already several times that i feel that i need to get better at and hopefully i'll be able to showcase more of that the next time i step into the cage because i never want to be I never want to be the same. I always want to be a better version of myself every time I step in there. And I feel like I can. So, yeah. I really want to address what you just said because everyone here on this platform knows my story with battling addiction, getting three years under my belt a couple of months ago. And I know what it's like. You know, the, the battles 
um, you're, you're your own enemy, really. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. about being able to wake up motivated. It's, it's just such a good feeling. But mm-hmm. I, I feel for everybody out there that they want to get better, but it's just so hard. It's so hard for people mm-hmm. that haven't gone through it to understand mm-hmm. what it's like. And I've actually just started doing uh, a series, a five-week series. Every week, I'm uh, writing about a fighter that survived addiction. Last week was Kyle Bokniak. Um, there, there's tons of fighters out there. But it's so crazy to me to think uh, about you know going through withdrawals or, or dealing with the, the battle of addiction while being a fighter and ha- having all that on your plate because... You're putting your body through a lot more than it really wants to do. And how do you stay motivated while you're dealing with that? So, Monica, let me ask you this. Um, you know, we've all seen Dog the Bounty Hunter. It seems like addiction's pretty mm-hmm. rampant down in Hawaii. Is, is that a, a good a, a assumption? I believe so. I, I don't watch Dog the Bounty Hunter a lot, but I have seen some some episodes. And I think they cover a lot of, like, the meth problems and stuff that go on down here. Have you ever seen them I drive mean, by, like, back in the day, like, chasing someone? Or, like, oh, that's yeah, just dog in the know, team. It, in, in, yeah, in certain parts of um, our island, it's a little bit more pronounced. And where I originally grew up, which is Waianae, which is also where Max Holloway grew up and all this hey. stuff, it's kind of common to see it down there. For sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've had some Ohana members battling with those addictions. So it was, it was, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for here, but I, I, I did see it somewhat growing up for sure. Now, help. Listen, as as a recovering addict, there's very few times in our lives where we can say that we are proud of ourselves. How proud were you of yourself this past weekend? And how excited are you now? Uh, of how proud are you are, are are you of yourself that you f- you have a contract? Is there pressure like I can't blow this? Is it motivation to you know continue down the right track to to make those changes? Um, how proud are you of yourself? And um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm just getting over a cold, so excuse me for. We me. all are. We all are. Oh. <laughs> I am extremely overwhelmed with gratitude and um, uh, uh, um, I was you I used this word a lot last week and I still feel it humility um, I I don't feel a sense of pressure anymore as when you talk about like oh like getting the contract and like these future fights instead I just feel more of a sense of focus and determination um, and excitement because I still feel like there's more that I will continue to showcase. And I'm just extremely, extremely ecstatic and super grateful that it's just all, honestly, it's just God's timing with everything, you know, it's just the timing of it all. And um, I'm just ready. I'm ready to get back to work my body is healing up and once it's healed up i'm ready to get back to the grind i'm ready to do whatever it is that is necessary to when i get in there you know implement the things that i'm continuing to learn and also like i say it's like you know it's like a human combat chess match you know making the right reads and adjusting and 
and um, continuing to learn and grow. So, yeah. And and you're such a, a crazy fighter in the sense where you're always trying to go out there and, and make the finish. Were there any parts mm-hmm. in the fight where you felt a little frustrated that, you know, you, you wanted the finish? Or were you just trying to, you know, stay calm, cool, and collected there? Because you've been doing this for quite some time and... Um, you know, making your debut, I'm sure there was a little bit of added pressure. Were there any moments where you felt a little frustrated with uh, your opponent? No, no, not at all. I was just, like you said, cool, calm, and collective. And I think earlier as an amateur, you know, you don't, you, you don't have that because you want to finish or, or, um, you know, you do get frustrated but fortunately, because I had like what thirteen amateur fights, this is my second pro fights altogether fifteen. Fortunately, throughout that journey, I learned how to become cool, calm, and collective. Keep your composure, you know. And I'm always gonna look to finish, but I'm also I if we gotta go all three minutes, then I'm okay with that too because I'm prepared for it. And I was just basically doing doing what I could with what was given to me. So, um, you know, in that last round, I don't know if you saw, I'm like, all right, so we're on the cage. She, she's strong and she has a lot of muscle mass and it wasn't hard peeling her off of me. So I'm like, all right, well, then I'm just going to make her pay for it. So I started landing hammer fists and elbows and, and just looking for ways for me to score. And I wasn't about to let her take me down again. That I knew. And I don't think she really liked any of that. But, you know, yeah, I mean, I was just, you know, making adjustments, uh, as you could see. (laughs) Uh, If you could say something positive, what was, um, you know, your opponent's strongest attribute? What would you say for a fighter, if there was one thing that stood out to you, what were you impressed with uh, Uh with your opponent? Just her, just her natural strength that she had and her ability to keep me on the cage. So, you know, I give her that much. Um, like I said, it wasn't easy to, for, for me to peel, peel her off of me and these things. So her natural, um, her, or, you know, just her strength that she had in, in the clinch and stuff. So, Monica, move, moving forward, when you went backstage, did you break down and cry? Did it not sink in? I mean, when did it hit you that I made my debut? People are watching me on mm-hmm. UFC Fight Pass. When did it sink in, and what was your reaction to it, if you even had it yet? Uh, you know, yeah, um, I think it, like, sinked in when, like, some of my um, my um, Ohana members, like, they, they um, this was, like, a, like way after like my brother them and then like my cousins and my aunties like they're all watching in different households but they put their reactions of me winning <laughs> on you know Facebook on Instagram and Instagram and, stuff. <laughs> and like that just made me tear up because I could just like it was like something out of a movie it, I bet right yeah like I could feel their emotion and their happiness and their joy and like a lot of them know my journey and what I went through and everything. So yeah, that was like when it really oh, hit man. was seeing that, like, you know, that. And then when I, I like hugged my mom and like, we we're just both crying and stuff like that. Um, When I went out into the crowd to go find her. That so, is so special, Monica. Just that moment. Yeah. It's That's something out of 
literally out of a movie, just your yeah. story and the the most exciting part of it is that it just begun, but just that yeah. moment just to reflect on it and, you know, me and yeah. you all the years waiting for it to happen and then, you know, mm -hmm. the, the mm -hmm. grand finale that blows up the climax of it is, you know, mm -hmm. seeing the reactions of the people that watched you blossom to exactly. where you are now. It's, mm -hmm. it's unreal mm -hmm. and it, it's kind of crazy that social media creates a real life movie for us and uh, <laughs> yeah for us <laughs> at least at least this time it was something very positive and just picturing it in my head and you know our listeners on their way to work right now that are watching this or listening mm -hmm. um I, i'm sure they could relate and only hope to have a moment like that so yeah i mean i'm, I'm sure that you broke down and cried afterwards but moving <laughs> moving on here i know you want to get back in there i know you signed the contract yes. What is it moving forward? Have, have you talked to uh, the, the big wigs? What's her name? Stephanie? I've interviewed her once before. Uh, Which one? Um, uh, Snap. Shannon Knapp. Shannon, Shannon Knapp. Knapp. Yes. Mm -hmm. Have you spoke uh, to her? Or what, what's the My plan? manager actually speaks, like, he, you know, handles all of that and stuff like that. But um, um, I the last time I spoke with Shannon was after my fight, actually. Um, you know, just, like, these really awesome um random fans were coming up and wanting to take photos and of course i'm going to do that and she called my name and i'm just like oh and you know she was telling me good fight my manager was with me and then you know he was the one who was like yeah so we're coming back again aren't we and she's just like of course or i don't know what she said but it was like positive stuff you know so crazy because so, you've been tweeting her yeah. for years trying to get into invicta yeah and there yeah. she's calling your name like <laughs> yeah i know that's why so that was pretty cool and um i mean what's next is i plan on moving back down to 125 because i feel like i can showcase better over there for like girls are a little bit more my size so i mean they're still big and strong in every division but i feel like I'll be able to showcase a little bit more over there. So I start back up with my fight nutritionist, which was like a huge, um, also a huge um, uh, difference in my whole weight cutting process from how I used to do things as, a, as an amateur to a pro. Like, Well, we know you celebrated, Monica. You, you don't got to start talking about nutrition. Yeah, I'm sure you had a cupcake or something Ooh. after the fight, right? I, I, no, like, <laughs> I mean, I try to stay very the same. I think probably the most I had was, like, some carbs here and there or, um, like, a, like a, a, an ice cream from down to earth, maybe. <laughs> well, what's in Hawaii so, that's, you know... A treat like what do Hawaiians eat for for sweets or well if for me like my favorite thing is popcorn and mochi crunch what's that uh, mochi, mochi, crunch. mochi crunch is just like this salty brown rice cracker is the best way to explain it and you just eat it with your popcorn <laughs> are those the circle but, things yeah. like they're flat and circle like um they come in different shapes, actually, like all kind, all kind different shapes, uh, like a little bit of a half moon and then the square. And then I don't know, maybe I should send you some. I think you would like it. <laughs> if, you, if you do that, I'll do a live reaction on air. You know, a matter yeah. of fact, somebody <laughs> down in Australia sent me Vegemite. And oh, how was that? I did a live reaction. I traveled out to uh, Massachusetts. <laughs> for a fight uh -huh. party and we did a live uh -huh. podcast at a club and I did the yeah. live reaction and I told you 
the podcast stopped for two minutes because my mouth was watering so bad <laughs> that I was about to throw up. And they're all looking at me. And I have people surrounding me, like, filming on their phone, taking Instagram stuff. And I'm just sitting there, like, trying to get through the interview, trying not to throw up. <laughs> it was brutal. Okay. You know what? Uh, I want you to text me your address, and then I'll eventually get some to you. And it goes really good with popcorn. You got to eat it with popcorn. You know what we'll do? When you send it, I'll have you mm-hmm. record, like, a, a 30-second video explaining to me how I should prepare and eat it that will play at the beginning of the reaction. And then I'll do it <laughs> and uh, try it with a couple of different things. That would be a lot of fun. But, Monica, okay. before we let you go, I know that I think it was your manager. They're doing a giveaway with you and the other fighter that he, he signed. Is, mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. right? And how do people apply for that if they want to win? Um, They just got to go, oh, gosh, it is explained on his Facebook On post. your Facebook. Here, let me get it for yeah. everybody really quick. Sorry, sorry. Uh, in, in between that, though, while I get this, I, I got to ask you, because sure. before we went live, I was telling you that I just fed all my rats uh, <laughs> fresh ziti. So they're all eating raw ziti. It sounds like a battlefield going off because they're chomping at it. And I was like, shit, I got to do an interview. And it, it sounds like a war zone <laughs> going on over here. And I think... <laughs> Last time I spoke to you, I only had like four or five rats when uh, me and my ex-girlfriend had her apartment. Now I have uh-huh. maybe 50, 60 rats. So just imagine that noise of 60 rats chewing on raw ziti. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I mean, That's down in lot. Hawaii, do you guys have any like uh, exotic pets down there that a lot of people have? Or is it just pretty normal? Um, no, the most exotic... Um is probably the mongoose. <laughs> Whoa, you guys can legally own mongoose? Yeah, because um, we, as far as I know, but it's there's some people who have caught like snakes, which are illegal down here, oh, and wow. I don't like snakes at all. Oh my so, goodness. So um, the mongoose down here, I believe, helped to crowd control when that happened. That's that's so crazy. When I talk to the fighters that go over to Thailand, they're always telling me how many monkeys are around and like uh, how many snakes are around. And the people in the area will just grab a snake like they're so used to it. They'll wrap themselves around, uh, you know, car tires and they'll just reach in there and grab them out. It's just like I don't I hate snakes. I can't stand snakes either. I know like I know like reptiles and amphibians in general. I know can I just I know can. (laughs) I, I freak out. <laughs> I wonder if mongoose are legal to own here in the States. Because I was looking into getting a pet bat. And it's it's apparently yeah, illegal to have bat, oh, uh, wow. to have bats. I, I thought it would be cool and perfect for pure evil MMA. You know? But I guess 60 rats is pretty uh, pure evil, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the real rat king over here. Do, do you have any pets at home? or Not anymore. No. When I was younger, I used, we used to own like... Um, dogs and stuff but not anymore oh man uh, yeah the my... only pets that i get is my nieces and my nephews no they're not pets <laughs> <so>. <laughs> that's so funny you know you know what my dog actually is so friendly with all the rats because i had rats before oh, wow. i had him so when he was a puppy he kind of looked out for him and they've learned to like cuddle with him and he'll clean them and stuff like that it's just oh wow yeah it's crazy and people are always just like dude you're out of your mind <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. But, um, okay, so moving on. This is the last thing, guys. If you want to win the contest, here's what it says. Jason Adams posted this on Monica's Facebook. So he said, how about a contest? 
we're doing a giveaway for a signed ITSSA clothing co-shirt signed by Jillian DeCourcy and Monica Franco from Jillian's own collection. The same shirts they wore for their Invicta walkouts. Entering is easy. All you have to do is like this post or anytime it is shared by Jillian, Monica, or myself and be sure you are liking both of their fan pages. And those are tagged right here. I'll share it on my page at Pure Evil MMA underscore on Facebook for you guys. And uh, that that's it. So yeah. two shirts. Monica, I hope you didn't sweat too much in the shirt. No, 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 no. <laughs> at least you didn't no. get all bloodied up, you know. we're they're, yeah. You're going to send it in the mail and they're going to be like, what is, is this from the black market? <laughs> like, what, what is this, the deep web? It's gonna get pulled aside. Like, what is that? The giveaway winner is gonna get a note like, "Meet us at FedEx. We have some questions." Like, <laughs> I know for reals. So, oh, brah. there you guys go. I'm gonna share that right now for everybody. Monica, before we let you go, you know what we like to do. If you have any shout outs, anything at all, the floor is now all yours. Well, thank you, Eddie, because it's been a while, and it's so nice to finally like talk to you again. I'm so happy that. You know, you what we've talked about, like you said, like you're just like at a whole different level with, you know, your um, podcast and all that stuff. I'm so happy for you. And thank you for giving me this platform. As always, I like to always say a shout out to my manager, Jason Adams, because he has been such a huge support for me and <clears throat> continues to believe and work on our behalf. Um, and always to my Ohana, my teammates, all of my sponsors, which I, off the top of my head, can never remember. So I'm sorry for that, but I'm so grateful and thankful for all of them because I I wouldn't be me without, without them. And um, to everybody else out there, you know, the fans, we as fighters, we're super grateful for you guys because, I mean, we wouldn't get to do what we love to do if it wasn't for the fans or people like Eddie who help um, promote, support, and believe in us. And if whatever it is that you guys are continuing to do and have a passion for, I just encourage you guys to keep doing it and don't stop because... I mean, if we're not doing what we don't love to do in life, then what are we doing? So keep at it and keep keep doing it and just be the best that you can on it. And Monica's, um, Monica's <laughs> sponsors are SureFit, Defense Soap, the Combat know. Athlete Soap, Underdog MMA Management, uh, GU, Receptra, Justice for Abby. What, what is that? Hashtag Justice for Abby. Justice for Abby. What, what that is, is that actually, exactly? Um, that is actually one of my friends. Uh, she had just recently lost her, I believe it was three or four month old. Um, yeah, and it was uh, under somebody else's watch. It was a babysitter who oh, wow. decided to overdose the baby with Benadryl. Oh, wow. So, yeah. But, um, yeah. So that would be justice for Abby. So thank you for pointing that out. Monica, thank you so much for joining us once again. And you know what you have to do before we let you go. You got to say your name and you're listening to Pure Evil MMA. Oh, okay. Say my name and I'm just, okay, got it. Um, so my name is Fearless Monica Frankel. 
And you are listening to Pure Evil MMA. Monica, God bless. I'm looking forward to getting that uh that little treat for the reaction video. That's yeah, gonna be a yeah, lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And for uh, sure. thank God it's not Vegemite again. Just, just thank no, God. No, no, <laughs> I think you'll like it. I think you'll like it. And who knows? Maybe next time you come on, I'll have a pet mongoose. We'll have to see. <laughs> <laughs> Monica, God bless, and I'll talk to you soon. Congratulations on all. Okay, thank you. Congratulations on everything that you've accomplished, and uh, we're all so proud of you. God bless. Thank you so much. Okay. There you guys go. Monica Franco. First fighter we had here at Pure Evil MMA. I've been doing this for so long, so when I started this podcast, I was like, I got to get this ball rolling. We got to get fighters on. And Monica, she was more than happy to come on. And it was so crazy because I remember her talking about one day wanting to be an Invicta. And it's just so, those are the best moments. Let me tell you, those are the best moments in this, in this entire scene doing this. I've interviewed countless fighters, even some that have gone on to win UFC titles, like Kobe Covington, Jermaine Durandamy, Valentina Shevchenko. Um, I know I've interviewed legends and, and this and that, but the most exciting interviews I've done are the ones where you talk to somebody coming up that make a huge impact. Jojo Giannetti being one of them, seeing him do what he did in Ultimate Fighter, making history. Um, the list goes on and on with, with, with fighters and, and the, just those small moments. Julian Robertson coming on here saying that she was going to uh, submit meatball Molly McCann and Molly McCann heard the interview. She starts snapping on social media. Jillian goes in there and gets it done. Matter of fact, right here behind me on this poster, um, it was actually sent to me by Robert TQ Turnquest. We got Mike Perry on there. Let me, let me show you guys. We got Mike Perry on here. All right. Before the UFC, and Jillian Robertson, look at look at Jillian down here. Doesn't even look the same, right? This was years ago, and uh, Robert headlining the card. Bo Mack fighting, man. So it's just so amazing to see these moments and see these fighters blossom and get their moment to shine. And Monica sharing that story of her, you know, the whole week. She was just cheesing from cheek to cheek. My cheeks hurt right now. I've been smiling a lot lately. Uh, between uh, James' podcast that we did for Gloves Off the other day, him making me crack, but my cheeks hurt once again from Monica just sharing that experience, which is right out of a movie. I mean, you, know, you heard her talking about her addiction, and if you've ever been through addiction or you're battling addiction right now, you know how hard it is and what that moment must have felt like, you know, having a dream, wanting to accomplish something, and how much harder it is when you're dealing with an addiction. It's very hard to be productive or, or get things done. And for Monica to put in the work and get to where she's at, getting inside Invicta and getting that victory, and then going backstage and watching everybody on Instagram to see their reactions, that is right out of a movie. And I'm just so happy to have had her on the show today. So uh, that does it for this episode of Pure Evil Monet. It's all about those moments. That's why this is pure evil. I'm giving you guys my pure... I'm not a bad guy. Pure evil stands for E-V-I-L, Eddie Vileko. E, Eddie, V-I-L, Vileko. Pure, my pure reaction. I want the purest form of the fighters that come on. I don't want these regular cookie cutter questions. We are different than everybody else out there. We want the pure you. 
and I'm gonna give you the pure me and my pure reaction. That's why this is Pure Evil in May. And these are the moments that inspired me to begin this podcast instead of uh, you know, applying for a radio station or you know, continuing to co-host on other podcasts before I started this one. So guys, that does it for this episode. Tomorrow, I'm going to be filming a food review with Damien and Chicky. They're back at it. Finally done filming uh, their movie or almost done filming their movie, The Flanagans, hopefully, which will be on Netflix. So I'm going to be producing... Uh, a food review, we're going to go down to Sally's Pizza here in New Haven, world-famous pizza on Worcester Street, Italian neighborhood. And let's not forget the Fight Companion that we're going to do live right here on our Periscope page. So, guys, if you are listening to this on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and, yes, our new sponsor, Megaphone, go follow us on Periscope. Watch it live tomorrow night. Last time they came on, we had 4,000 people tune in and witnessed Ben Askren get knocked out in five seconds. We witnessed... Amanda Nunes knock out Holly Holm with a kick. Brutal night. So I'm looking forward to tomorrow night. You don't want to miss the action. Guys, I'm Evil Eddie for Pure Evil in May. Remember, without evil, there's no purity. White knuckles till the end. Behave yourselves.